Hi, this is Ricky Davis, award-winning 2020 Male Songwriter of the Year, ISSA. I'm an indie singer-songwriter. I play rhythm, lead, bass guitar. You can hear all my material on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and all major outlets, and even on this crazy podcast. Because you're tuned in with The Lookout Guy with Michael Tobin. Praise Jesus. Thank you again for joining me on The Lookout Guy. I am Mike Tobin, and I am your lookout guy, always keeping a lookout for many things that I would like for you to know. And on this episode, it is a double header. I have for you two phone conversations, one with the director and writer, producer of a Scottish 
TV series. It's going to be a new pilot, and they already have their theme song with some action. It's like a trailer, but it is a trailer for their opening theme song with uh, action scene with motorcycle cops uh, riding around in the city. It is a Scottish film, and it is produced by Scott Films in Scotland. And I was able to speak with the director, writer, producer, Bill Little. And um, it is an, a pretty cool con conversation. And they are expecting this new, uh, it's a cop show. And the title of it is Extreme Justice. And who is in the mood for a good cop show well i am looking forward to having access to this show because there's very few cop shows throughout my life that i really enjoyed and uh a couple of them is uh nypd blue that was a real good one but two of the coolest ones besides the ones from the 1970s the coolest ones uh, have been uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. It is about a crack police team in Los Angeles and starring uh, Michael Chiklis. And if you don't know who Michael Chiklis is, he is the thing in the Marvel comic series. Um, you know, the thing, the rock man. He, he actually played, played the thing. And so that was uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And The Commish. You remember The Commish? That was an awesome cop show TV series. Also starring uh, Michael Chiklis. He, he was actually the police commissioner. And there's something about uh, retro cinematography, directing and, and, and scenes and writing that grabs the attention and there's a few cop shows that are on uh, right now. They've been on since, uh, the mid, say, the mid-2000s, early 2000s until now. It's 2021. They, they really don't grab my attention. It, it, it's, it's, uh, they're too intensified. We'll just say that, that, that. It's too intensified with the background music and... and uh, the new type of cinematography that, that that's being employed by a lot of TV shows, and it's actually gotten into the big screen uh, movies. And, and to me, that doesn't really settle well for a movie. Maybe TV, but not for movies. But they really don't grab my attention in, in, in the way that that uh, basic uh, cinematography directing and acting skills with the, with uh, uh, normal close-ups or wide panned scenes uh, but anyways this is an awesome show I can already tell that it, that it is it, it's gonna be a, a great TV series from Scotland and the plans are for extreme justice to be uh, accessible throughout the United Kingdom on their cable uh, TV uh, system. So look forward. 
And with the conversation that I had with the director, producer, and writer, uh, Bill Little. And by the way, Bill Little is is actually a former welterweight uh, boxing champion. And he's become a, a director and a writer and a producer successful at that. But he is with Scott Films. Not Ridley Scott. I've actually met Ridley Scott, but that's I'll save that for another story on my podcast. But Scott Films for Scotland. Um, that is the production company that is putting out this new film, Extreme Justice. So look look forward to that. And through the conversation that I had with Bill Little, it is uh, in the works to be accessible through Roku so every, everybody loves Roku so so be uh, stay tuned for that within the next few weeks we're actually going to be able to see the first uh, set of trailers for the TV series and the pilot series Extreme Justice and what brings me to uh, Bill Little and and Extreme Justice is the theme song for the trailer that is out for the opening uh, theme song is actually a song called The Proud in the Blue from my friend uh, Ricky Davis. He is an accomplished singer-songwriter and award-winning at that. He he was the best uh, American male songwriter of the year for 2020 and he was nominated for uh, a consecutive award for 2021 with the the indie awards organization um international singer songwriter association for 2021 and i have a whole lineup and I'll go through that with the conversation that I had with Ricky Davis, uh, my friend, and Scott Films, uh, producer, director, and writer Bill Little's friend. Also, it, it was amazing to see to see that trailer with the proud in the blue as the opening uh, theme song for that upcoming tv series so thank you again for joining me on the lookout guy i'm michael tobin and as always i give you a source that you can call for prayer in these times as people are commonly saying now in these times as if we haven't been in you know quote in these times before we're in these times and i don't want to spoil the the conversations that I had with uh, Bill Little and and my friend Ricky Davis. Uh, So I give you a chance to call for prayer, a source from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. For over a year now, they've had this 24-hour, seven-day-a-week prayer line. And I've called it also, and I'm going to call it again today, by the way. I really felt the Lord's presence when I was uh, praying with somebody over the phone. Um, but the number to this 24 hour a day, seven day a week prayer line is 1-888-388-2683. 
1-888-388-2683. And now I take you into the interview first with Bill Little of Scott Films all the way into Scotland. And follow, following that uh, conversation, I'll go directly into my phone conversation from last night, late last night, with my friend, indie singer-songwriter and uh, instrumentalist, actually plays everything, Ricky Davis. So thank you again for joining me on The Lookout Guy. I'm Michael Tobin, your lookout guy, and that phone number for prayer again, 1-888-388-2683. Hello everyone, my name is Bill Little, I'm executive producer, director and writer of the upcoming TV series, it's a police series called Extreme Justice, and this is a a shout out to Michael Tobin of The Lookout Guy, and to my very good music friend, Ricky Davis, thank you. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. All right. Hey, uh, I, I appreciate your uh, quick response. I guess I got you at a good time. Yeah, I was actually sitting in front of the laptop doing uh, episode seven <laughs> of the TV series. Okay. And uh, I was just about to go and have a break and have a cup of tea. So. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. Uh, pardon the verbiage, but let letting out my last few cups of coffee from this morning. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's what it takes to get me going on a Sunday. Oh, Sunday's my quiet day. Yeah, same here. <laughs> well, I say it's my quiet day. I usually end up doing something. Yeah, it's uh, 1 p.m. here in uh, California, and it's like eight hours uh, ahead where you're at, so it's not too late. Yes. But right. ha- have you have you got any uh, short uh, trailers yet, uh, other than the uh, the, the uh, opening theme song by my friend Ricky Davis? Uh, no, we're actually going to start shooting a, a little teaser in about three weeks' time. Oh, okay. So people got plenty of time to be aware of it and uh, hear it as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yep. Um, because um, we're also talking to uh, Roku TV about uh, getting a series put on there, so that would give us worldwide. So yeah, Roku seems to be, be the most good. popular one here in the states. Yeah, it's actually through Ricky. As a matter of fact, he knows someone there. Okay. Yeah, you know, people so, have Netflix and and you know yeah. these other things, and people you you never hear anybody talking about HBO or Showtime anymore, and it's just really no, really right. Netflix and and Roku. But I, I think the the newer generation, uh, as well as you know all other generations, are more focused on Roku. Yeah, yeah. So it I, seems to be the luck on that. The sort of up and coming thing. Yeah. So if we do manage to get that on it, then phew, that would be great. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Especially, in, especially so. in light of what's going on in the States. I don't know if you hear it over there, but people are talking about all kinds of crazy fantasies, like uh, defund the oh. police and all stuff like that. A lot of lack of respect for the police uh, departments uh, within the populace, you'd say. But... M- Actually, that's just more on the news. Right. Yeah. Well, we do know about 
saw everything that happened with the Black Lives Matter and all that thing, uh-huh. ag- yeah. and everything against the police. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you get good and bad in everything. Exactly. You know, um, as far as I'm concerned, all lives matter. Whether you're black, white, yellow, whatever, brown. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I, you know, the mo- most no. everybody knows that. Plus the fact I'm married to a Filipino, so they can't say I'm being prejudiced. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, my ex-wife was uh, Filipino white. Oh, right. And ah, we, we small still, world. <laughs> yeah, and we don't. We still have a good talking relationship, you know. But you know, I learned a lot from her. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if only I, mean, I, I know now. If, if only I knew then. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I was I've been looking at the uh, Extreme Justice Facebook page, and you know, just checking right. to see what other people are commenting on that last uh, uh, music trailer you did, and it had the the yeah. motorcycles and you know a little bit of action. And uh, yeah, I think there was over over four hundred views in about oh, one day. <laughs> yeah. It, it it really did get immediate response, and uh, one guy yeah. he, he tagged your name, at, and I'm like, oh, I want to go to uh, uh, Bill Little's page have and have yeah. a look at that, and uh, so I, <laughs> I friend requested you. Yeah, so, I just got that. Yeah. yeah, so I appreciate um, that. Yeah, well, now it's a friend request. Where when you do your podcast, I'll be able to sort of click on it and have a look. Yeah, awesome. yep. I, I usually produce everything, and then I uh, just click go and mm-hmm. put put the link on my Facebook page that it's live. That's great. And that way, there's not <laughs> a lot of uhs or ah and ums and stuff like that. You know, it's just concise, yeah. and it sounds like it's, it's live, but it actually is because it's finally being uh, aired. Uh. But I'll I'll send you a Do link you have- in private messenger. Oh, that's great. Do you have many people listening? Actually, I do. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll go to my statistics page on, on Spreaker.com, and, and I recommend Spreaker.com. It has everything you need, and they just huh? beat all of the other competition and in, in, uh, in the ability to do a, a real good podcast. And there's a new one really? that I actually noticed some people in the UK are using. It's called... Uh, F F M. It's it's Spotify created it, and uh, right. see, I can't uh. I can't recall the uh, Anchor FM. Anchor FM. That's a real real good podcast platform that you could use. Also, Anchor. it's a lot more simpler than Spreaker, but Spreaker is it just requires learning their soundboard. Yeah, but Anchor yeah, FM is real simple. Be- we're actually going to be advertising to get some funding to do the TV series. So somewhere that we can, something that we can sort of broadcast on to a wider audience, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Do it on on uh, some kind of a, a, a video platform and, and whatever you could do on uh, audio podcast. Yeah. I, I would recommend Anchor.fm. Any, any, Anchor. any seven-year-old kid could figure that out. <laughs> and it, it really is neat. It's real simplified. Right. Yeah, and it's, try and it's that. free. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Right. 
All right, Bill. I shall let you go back to your coffee now. Go to my tea now. <laughs> all right, you, all right, man. Thanks again. All right, okay. Michael. Thanks. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, Ricky. Hey, not much, man. Are you on the road or are you at home? No, I'm at home. I'm just been on studio day. Oh. Uh, it's kind of a busy day. I'm getting my boat ready for fishing, and then I uh, wrote a song. <laughs> yeah, I was just now about ready to comment. I was just about ready to comment on that. It's a pretty cool song, uh, a re really meaningful one. Yeah, like, well, I pretty much got it off that thing that you sent me about. That's what that that's what the theme of the thing is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff in Israel, man. The the kids really do pay the price. And in fact, it's funny you say that because you know I went there a couple times with uh, a Bible school that I spent some time with. And we were, we were at the, uh, um, the Holy of the Holies, you know, at, at the Temple Mount where the Jew, uh, the Catholics have their, uh, big cathedral. And then you got the, uh, Temple Mount, the, uh, the Wailing Wall and, and the Dome of the Rock area. And these little kids, you know, they're just hanging out at the park as far as they're concerned, and they're throwing pebbles at us, you know, the group that I was with. And I, and I look at these kids, and I say, hey, you kids, cut that out. <laughs> and and I called them up to me and told them they shouldn't be throwing rocks at people. But, you know, they were... How'd that go for you? It, 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 it went pretty well. It, it You know, they're just like little kids, and, you know, they took the yeah, rebuke. Yeah. But, you know, they grow up, and I always think about it, and I said, man, they grow up, they're probably the ones that are, you know, throwing deadly rocks at people. But they well, see... I remember, I, remember, they, I remember when I was a little kid, I used to watch, look at pictures of Light Magazine and stuff, and there'd be a guy with a big 60-caliber machine gun with about a billion rocks around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, hey. Yeah, it's, there's one part in there that says that, um, uh, how's it go? Anyways, two people, two people can't get together, raised not to be friends. That, that part in there. Yeah. And they're, and they're doing it again, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting title too. The children roll the dice, and, and in the song, you're saying the children pay the price. That's one. That's a one verse, but to the whole song, they're saying they roll the dice. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, was, I was I was also thinking of that song at Pat Benatar. Oh, hell is for children. She she got pretty heavy duty in that one. And uh, well, you've seen my video on um, when the children cry, haven't you? Actually, no, I haven't. 
Oh, I gotta send it to you. Yeah. Vincent, I'll send that to you. You will. Yeah. When you see that, you'll see what I'm, where my head's at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, people write books and they write a lot and they podcast a lot now. And no matter how much people share, they still don't let, they, they still don't, uh, let go of, of their inner heart. It's almost like that Billy Crystal line on analyze this or analyze that, whatever it was. And one of the gangsters says, who are you? And he's, he's supposed to say, uh, I'm the consigliere, but he says, Oh, that's a deep question. That's like digging into you and pulling something out, you know. <laughs> Who are you? Just a simple question. That's too deep, you know. Nobody's got time. But to release, you know, what's really inside you, it, it's like I, I know. For, speak for myself, you know. When I write and everything, I, I, I still don't let out what's really in my heart. You know, it's, it's kind of hard. But that what's what's the name? What's the some of my music, so. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of that video? Uh, when the Children Cry. Rick Davis. It's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just writing it down. I'm bad on notes, man. I don't write my notes all the time, but I'm writing this one. Well, you know, people talk about writing songs and writing lyrics down and whatnot. I've not put a piece. I've not put a lyric on a piece of paper in many years. Hold on. I'm cooking. I was wondering if that was outside my window. <laughs> there, there's a song title right there. I was wondering if that was outside my window. <laughs> well, my wife says. My wife says I, I can write the song while taking the garbage out. You know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, uh, actually, she said. Actually, she said you could, you could write a song about taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you write so many songs. You seem like uh, you you could actually do what Mac Davis used to do. You know, he when I was a kid, I used to watch the Mac Davis show, and a certain part of the show, variety show, they called them. Uh, he'd talk to the audience and the audience will give him any kind of a, a phrase and he'll make a song right on the spot about whatever it is that they say. Not pretty much that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, I freak my wife out a lot. You know, she, she'll say something. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's a big, you know, it's a, I'm singing it to her. Yeah. Hey, so... You're, you're a delivery driver, a, a, a long haul driver, not long haul, but a gas driver, I guess. I, I, I deliver gas. Yes. Yep. Yep. Thousands of gallons and, um, per delivery. You, you were talking about that, that one day about puzzles and shortages of everybody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I heard today on the news. We happen to. Oh, go ahead. We've gotten a huge raise because of it. Yeah, that's. I, have four, I got a fifty thousand dollars raise. Oh wow! 
That's pretty hardcore. Uh, you know, what's, what's crappy about that is that what took him so damn long? I'm gonna retire to do that. I know. It's like all of, all of a sudden you're you're valuable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, it's a good good paying uh, career and and uh, occupation. But wow. Well, for a while at my work, you know, I, I work in the food industry, uh, making uh, salami. Excuse me. I've seen that. I've seen the. I've seen your video. Yeah, yeah. No, that was like the first one that I actually shared online. Online, you know. But uh, Did yeah. Did you get any guff from the vegans? Nope, not a bit. It's it's a genuine Italian company run by a bunch of Italians, and they're really fun to talk with. And uh, no, I was talking about people on Facebook. Oh, no. I actually don't know any vegans. Nobody I know knows any vegans. No. <laughs> There's a lot of them in the, in, in the music industry. Yeah, you, you hear them talking about it, even on the radio, radio DJs and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's... You know, it, it, personally, if, if I could get enough protein and iron and everything and, and, and maintain my weight, you know, and, and I, to me, it's, it's like all soybeans and rabbit food. And yeah, I, I heard one even admit that, that, uh, they, they can't maintain their weight and they're, they, they get sick. Yeah, the human's not made for that. Yeah. We're not grazers. <laughs> nope. But I, I, the only vegan thing that I like is those uh, veggie burgers. Because you, you, you could cook them in oil. You know. Right. <laughs> if, if you well, could, if is, you could fry it. Bread, you know. All this stuff about bread these days, well... I mean, Jesus, you know, broke bread with Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with bread. Wheat bread. Yeah, I know. And all, you know, the stuff is all good for you. Gluten. Who who ever heard of gluten before? Until recently. But personally, it's, I don't know, it's more than just a joke. It, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. I can't. I can't imagine not wanting to eat bacon. Well, actually, they say it smells good. So Why? if it smells good, eat it then. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like you. It's like you gotta de deprive yourself of something that 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 you think is good, just to uh, feel good about yourself. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with a good steak. Exactly. That's T-bone. T-bone on the grill. Yep, on the grill. So hey, it's cool. It's cool that you called me. Um, I, I've got probably like uh, nine songs queued up, and for for the record, 
uh, let me just run by them, and you can tell me okay. the year and the meaning of the songs. Okay. The Proud and the Blue. That That is like a cool song. I've already listened to it because and it's new. And uh, I already had a talk with uh, the producer and, and the director and the writer of this that new Scottish cop show. And I, and I am really in the mood for a good cop show. And just from the promo of the theme song, which... Uh, because you guys are friends and he chose your song, The Proud and the Blue. Um, I, I guess it's kind of mundane to ask the meaning of that given the situation and well, in, in, in law enforcement today. I wrote that song right after the Minneapolis deal where they were cutting down the cops and everything. Everybody's going to defund them and blah, blah, blah. Well, in 1986, I got a police officer saved my life. I was in a car accident, and instead of running away, he ran to me and put me out. I was in the car was on fire. Oh wow! So that's yeah. exactly what cops do. That's exactly what the military does. You know, there's a saying that's that. Uh, the military, they don't run away from problems, they run to them. And that's, you know, that's in the song, too, you know? It's, it's, it, um, yeah. When you run, when you run away, they, they run into it, you know? Yep. And, uh, so I've, I've got very high respect for police officers. And, um, and I've got a few of my friends are police officers. Yeah, you know, a cop saved my life way back, almost before I could act, even remember. But I, I was like four years old. No, my, well, I, I don't even remember that. My, my mom said I was just able to to stand up and walk around the house leaning on things. So I guess I was probably like 10 months old. I... I, she went to the bathroom and I reached on top of the television and grabbed a, a bottle of old English furniture polish and it looked like it was good to drink. So I drank over half the bottle and that was before they had the shaker tops on them to where you had to shake it out. And I went into shock, rolling on the floor, foam coming out my mouth and everything and my mom, wow. she she panicked and she went outside the door because she actually saw a cop driving up the street and she flagged the cop. The cop stopped. He called the ambulance and they came and picked me up and who knows how long it took for me to be out of shock, but that was uh, like a miracle. Yeah, it was, you know, it's the blessing that he was there. Yeah. That was just one of three times I went into shock, but I won't tell you about the other times, <laughs> other things. <laughs> but kids, kids, you know, they, the cops are saving kids' lives all the time, and and people of all ages, they're always out yeah. there saving lives. And that's another thing in the song, because they only talk about the bad ones, not the ones that save the day. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
And when I was growing up, of course, the people that I was that I grew up with, they didn't like cops. But there is this inability, you know, regardless of the kind of a troublemaking life that that I was living, having fun, there is an inability for me to hate cops. Now that I think about it, so I, I never hated yeah, cops. So thank God for that. You know, I was I was kind of a troublemaker too, but I still had respect for police officers. You yep. know what I'm saying? This is the way I was raised. Yeah, they stopped me all the time and they said, uh, I'm placing you under arrest and it's just for questioning. All you gotta do is answer my questions and you know, they asked so I said, Okay, you have the right to remain silent. So I didn't panic, I never panicked when that happened. So that's why I don't understand why everybody panics, you know, when they have to talk to cops. They ask you your name to see your ID, where you live, what are you doing outside, or what are you doing? And that was it. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a pretty cool story about a cop. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I live on the Minnesota Wisconsin border. Well, I was I was just got out of the army. And I, I was staying in Osceola, Wisconsin, but I had a Minnesota, you know, ID and everything. So anyway, I was out drinking, and you were allowed to drink and drive back then. And I got pulled over for uh, rolling through a stop sign. Well, if you live in Minnesota... And you get pulled over in Wisconsin, you can't pay the fine, you go to jail. And it's not like we had cell phones. That's the way it is here in California, too. Really? Yep. But anyway. Well, they won't take you immediately. Well, when you when you go to court and you can't pay it, you, you have to pay, the, pay it, you know, do your time six days or whatever. Right. Well, anyway. I was drinking a beer. They let me finish the beer. I sat in front seat, smoked cigarettes with them all the way to jail. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was you know it was the old days, you know. They let you do that. Yep. Huh. Well, that reminds me of one time when I got picked up for not paying my not paying my traffic fines. You know, they always stop you and. and you get caught, so I went. I I went to jail for like three days at a time. I was on a weekend, three days. One time was six days, and uh, I actually had some weed in my pocket. And the guy did. I he didn't search me, so when I was in the back seat of the car, I reached in my pocket and I put it in my shoe just in case. So I got into jail and everything before. Before I had to do the search, the jail trustees come to this this bar, and I said, "Hey, trustee!" And they came to the, came to the bars, you know. And I says, "Here, man, you can have this." And, and it was uh, a couple of roll joints, and I opened one of them and took half of what was in it, and I ate it. And I'm like, "Well, heck, at least I'm going to get something out of it." And I just gave it to him. 
I was 18 years old. I'm 57 now, so if anybody wants to judge me, that was a long time ago. And I, I know I can't run no, for I president can't. anyways. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> saved by the blood of the lamb, and I love Jesus now. <laughs> right, right. So. I'm the same way, you know, it's like, um, yeah. I know what I've done. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I, I know I've been forgiven, so. Exactly. All right. What's the next song? All right. So that was, uh, The Proud and the Blue. Yeah. Now, okay, we've got your grand, for crying out loud. That's a real cool one. I I know about that one, but we can tell the listeners. Yeah, that was I, I wrote that my granddaughter, and uh, you know it says right in there it says you know unconditional love. We taught you right and wrong. We taught you uh, the Lord. We taught you uh, the golden rule, and um, it's basically just. Uh, well, come on, for crying out loud, you can walk around your head proud, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wrote that for her. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I've i already said it a few times on some of my podcasts because I was, you know, contemplating, why am I podcasting? And it's for my grandchildren, it's for my children and my grandchildren, whenever they get around to wanting to know what, you know, what dad and grandpa is podcasting about they'll check it out and they'll hear some things that they, they never would have thought of <laughs> but yeah my podcasts are basically if not anybody else to hear something interesting like it would be part of my family history so yeah then plus your song it's like wow that's grandpa you know that's dad that's pretty neat my my granddaughter's she's constantly she works at Walmart and she um, she's cashier. Uh huh. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how old is your granddaughter? She sells me a lot there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My grand my I actually have a grandson now, two years old, and I and I was able to finally see him when he was seven months old best looking you know everybody says that their children are the best in, and their grandchildren are the best kids in the world but man my grandson is just a man he's gonna be a real knockout one you know girls are gonna be all over him but yeah I, I can't believe it I, I've been thinking when am I gonna be a grand grandparent so finally a couple of years ago my only daughter had a had a baby, so grandchildren are neat. It's totally unexpected, totally unexpected how how I would feel about being a grand grandparent. So congratulations on that. All right, next song, "Fly Away." What 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 year was that made? And oh, "Fly Away" was written in nineteen seventy nine. On a, I lived in Safety Harbor, Florida, and there used to be a, a a bunch of us that hung out at the Safety Harbor Pier. Well, uh, that's where I wrote that song, and I 
I mean, anybody at Safety Harbor back then knew that song. <laughs> but I didn't record it till 2017. It might have been 18, but I'm pretty sure it was 17. And that one there was, um, that one there was mastered in Nashville by uh, Ben Travis of Two Cats uh, Recording Studio, which I will be there in August to record a new song. Three months from now. I'll be in Nashville. Oh, okay. So, so you get to go oh, somewhere, anyways. They, clo they closed. They closed it down. What's that? So, so you get to travel for music, anyways. You, you, the, you know, the ISA awards is supposed to be in uh, August, also. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go there and straight from there to Nashville. Okay. He's putting us in a suite, you know, it's, it's the whole rock and roll treatment, you know. Yeah. And the wife gets to stay there. But we also have a, we also have a, a room at the Gaylord that's adjacent to the Grand Ole Opry. Okay. We stayed there, we stayed there like two years ago. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty but awesome. Yeah, it, it, well, what was, it, what was kind of bittersweet is my first EP was just a month old and I got a, a message on my phone saying that I was number one in Italy. And oh, was, wow. Um, yeah, but I, it, was, it held it there for four weeks. But what's really cool is, you know, if my first EP, it's only a month old and I'm in Nashville when I heard this. So that was really, that was just so cool. But we were on our, we were on our uh, anniversary, our 25th anniversary. And, uh, well, make a long story short, she got all pissed off because my phone was blowing up and everybody wanted to talk to me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it was kind of bittersweet on that, that end of it. Yeah, it's it's funny. All so far, all your songs kind of sparks up a uh, something interesting in, in in my own. I, I guess you you've got a knack for that. Uh, I've noticed that everything that you write about it, you know, artists they want their songs to speak to the speak for the people that listen to it, and I think I think you do have a good knack about that. In your writing. Another thing I noticed is at the end of your songs, you, you um, I, I guess it's kind of like a trademark. You have abrupt endings, and and, and everybody they, uh, there's a lot of good movies out there that have abrupt endings, and it's 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 always interesting when when a movie has an abrupt ending. And I've noticed that your songs have abrupt endings. It gives people a chance to yeah, think. I call, my, uh, I call it my soprano endings. That's what I call it. Oh, okay. So I struck on something there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, 
you could either think it went this way or that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. All right. And I'm, 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 I'm kind of famous on the Pitch and Dip show about that. Anytime somebody will do that, oh, it's a Ricky Davis ending. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, Riding with the Wind. It's another new one. That one there, I was, it's just basically, I, I, I was, I was writing, a, I was writing one song, and the, the, the lead singer in the piano, the keyboard, she could, gave me a phone call, and we were talking, and something came up about being in the wind, and that what comes wrong goes wrong. And like I said, I, I was doing a whole different song, and I walked downstairs, and I wrote that song in my head and put it to the music that I was putting on that other song. And uh, she thinks that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But she's also the one that uh, is doing the backup in... Um, uh, Getting stronger. Okay. She does the ba the, the backup vocals and the keyboards. Yeah. In that song. Yeah, you've got a lot of songs. Look her up. She's I, really good. I I, I could just uh, get all all your songs and, and just make a th a three hour podcast, you know. But instead, I yes, tell people go to Spotify. And it's just amazing how many songs. And of course, I guess you've got to be pretty good to be the ISA number one male American uh, songwriter of the year for 2020 and then nominated for 2021. And the yeah, 2021's got to be the toughest year ever for the international singer songwriters. Association Awards. Oh, it is, you know, because a lot of, you know, there was a lot of big national people that went in there this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That weren't in there before. It was more, more indie. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, everybody's stuck at home, and 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 they and they they're they're trying to figure out ways to reach out. So it's like, okay, I qual exactly. I qualify. So yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that that would be like um, Phil Keggy. He he's a Christian singer, and I'm actually I, I was I'm so stoked. I got a couple tickets. He's going to be in San Diego uh, next month, late next month. And he, you know, he's already got his connections and everything, but technically he's indie. And that would be like him entering or being nominated. And it, it just, no competition when you have somebody on that level. But technically well, he's still indie. I also got scolded by some of my friends in there and said, why did you put any songs in there? I go, and I was going for the songwriter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, okay, where are we at? 
Okay, we're with, uh, yeah, because, you know, you don't, you don't feel bad about that or anything, and, and, and that's pretty cool. And that that's a good mark, you know, for, because I'm, I'm sure it takes a lot out of you. It's, it's like being in, in, in ath athletics. You, you train all year long, and you're, you're so hyped up, and you, you don't get the top number one and you see these people with tears coming out of their eyes and everything and you know it it does take a lot out of you when you're in a competition and you don't make it but i i applaud you for just being oh no big deal well i was, I was nominated you know yeah but the thing is that it what's really cool is a lot of these the judges came right out and told me, said, man, you know, don't even, don't even take it bad, man, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I take that, you know, I take that to heart. Yeah. You know, but it, like I said, it is, it is what it is. And the thing is, is there's a lot, a lot of good people out there, but a lot of good people don't have a lot of fans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, to be nominated, you know, first of all, you got to have music and you have to have uh, some, some kind of background or whatever. And there's little qualification to be nominated. Yeah. Now, to be to be, cool, be a finalist, you have to prove that you have a fan base. And like I said, there's a lot of people that are really, really good that don't have that big fan base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just, um, you know, I don't really have a really huge one, but I, you know, I'm in a 10,000 bracket, I, you know? Yeah, and that's... Which is a... Uh, that's not small change. That's not small change. It's very, very humbling, believe me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of good stuff to listen to so far. There, there's another guy, Randy Stonehill, and he—he's another Christian artist, been around since the late '60s, and he usually sings uh, clever songs and, and uh, fun songs and upbeat songs, and he just came out with with a, a new album. And every song is like a super, super meaning, meaning, deep, meaningful song. And I'm like, wow, man, he, he's going through something. And the guy's probably like 66 years old. And, and I'm, and I'm like, wow, this, and, and this, he's blues, kind of like blues rock. And I'm like, wow, these are some real meaningful songs. And I was, I was listening to it while driving from San Diego to uh, the Los Angeles area. So it was a 40, like a 49 minute uh, CD. And it was a perfect time to listen to something like that. Uh, and if I was to do a review, I would actually cover the part that every song is, is uh, actually deep and personal to him as a, him as an artist. So yeah, those are the, those are the songs that, you know, that we all need to listen to so that we could focus on. All right, the next one. 
uh, high on this mountain. That that's another new one. Okay. Yeah, that's new. But uh, um, feel the wind blow was the one I was talking about. The number it was, uh, number one four weeks in in Italy. In Italy. Oh, okay. Yes. That's right. Thanks for saying that because I uh, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, and and it it held it held its ground there for well three four months because it whittled down to you know. It was number one, then it was, you know, work his way up to down. And what was funny, it was like the first time I uh, I was driving down the road and, and I get a text from this guy and he goes, you want to hear your song on the radio? And I said, yeah, cool, you know. <laughs> so I pull over. And he goes, okay, you'll be on. And he's counting it down. And it was right after the weather in Italy. And here come my son. It was, it was so cool. Oh, wow. And that was number one for four weeks? Yep. Okay. And and when was that? Um, uh, 2017. Oh, okay. June of 2010. June of 2017. Huh. That that's pretty hardcore. I wrote it. I wrote it when I wrote it when. Um, well, it had to have been eighteen or twenty years ago because she, my granddaughter's twenty now. So. <laughs> okay. And 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 how does that relate to high on this mountain? Oh, high on this mountain. Was this a song that I wrote when I was sitting around one day and I'm going, damn, honey, we're doing pretty damn good. <laughs> oh, okay. This we're high on the horse's hot hind. Pretty much, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, another song I could share with her. Because yep. it, it starts off that I'm high on the mountain and then it, a couple times it goes into that uh, we, we're high on the mountain. So. Yeah. And it goes into, you know, kind of like the, the mountain used to shadow us, you know. We cherish our love. We cherish what we had, you know. Yeah. Before we got on that mountain. Yeah, and so far, that's that's the uh, the last song that I have cued um, for for my podcast when I'm, I'm finally going to get it done. This has been uh, like... So so many delays because of work, six day work weeks and everything, and uh, yeah, of course doing chores every and everything. Work, I my, every time I go to work, I tell them this place is really getting to be an inconvenience to me. I know. <laughs> that, that's the kind of thing that I'll tell my boss. I said, you know, you guys are really, you know, stepping into my life. Maybe you shouldn't have hired me. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have applied for you guys. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So now you, you just finished one called "The Children Roll the Dice," and that's what it, it's got the most abrupt ending. You just finished that actually today, and that's just a demo. You, you're not done with that, right? Yeah. That's yeah. It's still done. Okay. It needs a little bass work. Uh, yeah. So listeners, yeah. stay tuned for that song. It won't be on this podcast, but it will. I'll, I'll have yeah. it soon. Right on. Children roll the dice. <laughs> 
Well, Ricky, I, I appreciate it. It's, I, I actually had to drink some pre-workout, uh, fruit punch so I can wake up and get this done tonight, <laughs> which is now Saturday, one, 101 a.m. Saturday. Right. What is the day today, anyways? The 15th? I think it's the 15th. Uh, what, what, one of the COVID symptoms is not being able to know what day it is or something like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the COVID mentality. Oh, you got another one called Monster 19. Can I play that? Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. That one there was actually when we were in quarantine. My wife had, had, had COVID. And I went downstairs and I just started, picked up my strat and started playing. And then the words came out because, you know, there's a monster at the door. We just want him to go away. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Wow. You, 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 you just made my, my whole four or five weeks that I've been trying to get your podcast done because you, you sent me the the link just to listen to um the the children roll the dice and right when i was actually uh recording monster 19 because i was scrolling through our our messages and the monster 19 is the one that reminded me of a another guy named kevin farkas uh he wrote one um Oh, crazy shoes or something like that. But he, he, he wrote another one, he, or he wrote one about a year ago. Probably has been a whole year. And it's along the same lines as Monster 19 because it's, it's, it's about how this whole epidemic is affecting people. And I almost relate it to what I call, uh, slave mentality. You know, you, Absolutely. You, you you watch these movies about slaves or 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 uh, the the Bible movie with Charlton Heston and, and you see uh, the slaves arguing amongst amongst each other and these are the kind of things that happen that cause us to argue amongst each other and we become divided and, and it all you know hell breaks loose. But yeah, that this this COVID nineteen is a monster, and you know it, it's going to go away. But when you're going through dark times, you don't see the end of the tunnel. But eventually, we do. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, knew, I got some mixed feelings about that COVID nineteen thing. I call it the pandemic. Yeah, I call it that too. Because. Um, because, um, well, you, you know how it's going. It's, you know, all of a sudden it's just kind of fluttering away. Come on. Yeah, there, there, is, there is definitely something strange going on. And it's just so many you know, things that we could say about it. There's so many things, you know, it's like, it, it's just so mundane to say. We all know that something crazy is going on. And... Like like so many other things, it's going to bite them in their butt. It's going to bite them in their butt, and they're going to pay. We're not stupid. Yeah. 
Yep. And that's what they're treating us like dumb kids. Yeah. They're having their heyday. Yeah. They're definitely have, having a heyday for something that happened that was, you know, I, I believe it was planned, it was created, and it's going to bite them in the butt. Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope it happens soon. <laughs> yep, it is. It, it definitely is. All kinds of things are happening that's biting them in the butt, but I, I just don't have time to write it down and, and and do essays on it because most of us have to work for a living. But there, there's a scripture in Deuteronomy, Ecclesiastes actually, it's, I think it's Ecclesiastes 5.9, it says, Marvel not at the injustice in a province because there are higher than they and even higher than those. And what that tells me, because, you know, the Lord showed me that scripture years ago when I was all distressed about uh, inequalities in this one organization. And the Lord showed me that scripture. I will regard your regards. That That's, that's what I... You know, felt the Lord telling me in my spirit, I'll regard your regards, Mike. Don't worry about it. And so I, I looked, I, I never heard that before, that word, you know, phrase, I'll regard. So I looked up the word regard, and of course it means that I'll take your, uh, your side, basically. So there are people that are in high places that are taking names and numbers, and, and I keep on seeing it so many times that that yeah, it, it's biting them in the butt. They're, they're being caught in their own devices. Yeah, there's, there's even a there's even a rumor that Hillary is already in Gitmo. Yeah, I heard that one too. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't doubt it because I haven't seen her lately. Yeah, there's a lot you of know, things. There's a lot of things that you that you wouldn't around, doubt. She's running the show right now. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you get that you get lampooned for and labeled a conspiracy theorist and like a domino they keep on proving not to be a crazy conspiracy theory but uh fact yeah. so yeah yeah but it's just too many things for for you know the common person to really remember unless you're running into well, an article that lists that is, everything a lot of this is satanism you know yep that too and and I mean, it's it's kind of scary about who who's involved. <laughs> well, the irony of that, what is it, a, a, a thousand mile pipeline that goes from uh, what Mississippi and it goes mainly through North Carolina all the way up to the New York area, yep. and. Just, I don't know, it was probably two days before uh, this uh, Israel thing happened. And uh, a pipeline in Israel actually got hit by probably one of their more accurate missiles. So we, we right. suffered this and gas all the pipeline. Rest, all the rest were yeah, and, and, and in Israel, they actually scored on a pipeline. A gas pipeline with one of the missiles. So there, there's a lot of similarities in pretty much everything that's going on. 
but yeah, we're not dumb. But but what bugs me is it's just too it's just too many things going on for the common person to actually remember. You, you have to literally have time to do web searches and run into an article that yep. lists them. And once in a while, I do run into an article that lists everything. Yeah, I didn't know. I I get I get I get things on email, you know. Yeah, and uh, stuff stuff that you gotta you gotta look at it real quick because you know they're gonna take it. Yeah, that's how I get. That's how I'm getting my news now. I'm I'm not going to people's websites. I'm I'm getting them uh, through through emails. The most quality news sources that that I have, which I, I'd probably say I could count on both hands. Um, how many news sources I have that I subscribe to to their uh, email list because we're not going to be able to depend on you know just something being you know, right in front of you on Facebook Fox, that somebody posted. Even Fox turned, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. The the Newsmax. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, Newsmax is the best one, I think. Yeah, yep. So yeah, I recommend anyway, I eat. recommend Newsmax. Oh, so you're gonna eat? I'm gonna eat. I'm starving to death. You're starving to death. Okay, it's uh, two a.m., uh, three a.m. Where you're at, right? Yeah, but this is this is my normal <laughs> nocturnal. This is my normal. Uh, yeah. Uh, lunchtime. Yeah. Hey, I had a couple of English muffins before I started, you know, working on this podcast myself with, with uh, fake butter. I think I'm going to eat some more, too, before I go to bed. Maybe a big bowl of cereal. Jethro, Jethro Bodine Bowl from the Beverly Hillbillies. There you go. Yep. All right, man. You know what? Thanks again, man. You, you, you really uh, made my day and... This is all I need now. You know that that that's really cool. I mean, like I said, I'm humbled by this. Yeah. Well, this so is, uh, so am I. And I I appreciate I appreciate that that uh, you're you're for it because sometimes I feel like a pest. I'm like, man, I, I'm. You know, maybe they don't want the attention. I've been know? told by many people, I'm where I'm at because I'm a pain in the ass. Okay. <laughs> Yep, you got to be tenacious. <laughs> yep, that's it. All right, man, <laughs> stick your talons in whatever it is that you're going to eat. Use your hands. Eat with your hands if you have to. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go that far because they're brats. And <laughs> yeah. Well, then again, I'll put a head on a bond. I will eat with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Ricky, man. Thanks again, man, and, and, and God bless you. God bless you too, brother. Thank you very much. All right, man. Thank you too. You're welcome. Hi, this is Ricky Davis, award-winning 2020 Male Songwriter of the Year, ISSA.
win. Sunshine, yeah. 
Thank mm-hmm. you.